Welcome to the time of your life, brought to you by the Seniors Association Kingston Region. This is your program talking about everything under the sun for seniors, from health and lifestyle to entertainment, travel, and much, much more. You're listening to the time of your life on CFRC 101.9 FM. Good morning. My name is Tara Morton, and this is the time of your life on CFRC 101.9 Radio. This program is brought to you by the Kingston Seniors Association. Today we are examining the merits of seniors switching over to a more plant-based diet. Our guest is Sharon Ash. Sharon is a health promotion specialist at CFB Kingston and also the director of the Kingston Veg Network. Sharon, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, First of all, is it true that a vegan diet will reduce heart disease, cancer, obesity, the chances of getting type 2 diabetes, and lower blood pressure? Wonderful question. Yes, I think that we have all really known throughout our vegan journey that we have noticed the difference in ourselves and the lifestyle that we have, and now science is actually proving that. So evidence, science-based nutrition has shown that whole food, plant-based diets, low in saturated fat and cholesterol, and rich in dietary fiber and phytochemicals decrease the risk of all of these diseases. Excellent. So then a vegan diet should be an excellent fit for a senior as they enter the time in their lives where these major health concerns begin to pose serious and imminent risks. Absolutely. I think anytime we're, when we're making transitions in our life, we have to look at what the best timing is. The earlier that we can look at having more plant-based foods in our diet, the better, but it's never too late. That's good news. That's good news. <laughs> uh, can you give listeners a sort of vegan, vegetarian 101 lesson? What's the difference between the two? If we look at vegetarians, vegetarians are also looking at plant-based products, but they may also use eggs and dairy products, including consuming a variety of different lacto-ovo diets, which is using dairy and eggs, or perhaps ovo-vegetarian, which uses eggs but not dairy products, or lacto-vegetarian, which uses dairy products but no eggs. So there's a variety of different types of vegetarians, whereas if we're looking at vegan, vegan is certainly what we eat and what we consume, but also what we wear and a variety of different elements, looking at not using any type of animal flesh or byproducts. So vegan is more of a lifestyle, whereas plant-based is more of an eating or a diet, and vegetarian is looking at a variety of different aspects around those two different commodities. Oh, that certainly clarifies things. Um, What do you think drives people to consider removing meat from their diets in the first place? Well, that's a really interesting question, and that's generally the first thing I ask when people are joining us at Kingston Veg Network. What brought you here? So we are always very interested in looking at the veg curious and anyone that's on their way to a more sustainable lifestyle that's going to be productive for not only the environment and the animals, but also their own individual health. So there's a variety of reasons why people consider this. It may be compassion. So we get lots of people that are on their journey of yoga 
and doing some of the mindfulness training that look at what we refer to as ahimsa and recognizing that compassionate living, again, whether that's for the environment, our world, their health, or for others, so looking at their children. So that's one reason that people may consider it, or a variety of reasons. Certainly there's religion aspects as well when people are looking at decreasing meat, removing meat from their diet. And my number one reason, of course, was the animals for animal rights. Okay. I like that term, uh, veg curious, because it's you don't have to feel like a failure if you don't commit immediately right off the bat. Where did that term come from? I think that term is something that we adapted through our veg fest. So Kingston hosted the first veg fest in 2016, in which we had almost 4,000 people go through the doors. And last year, 2017, over 6,000 people. And our goal was, again, to be compassionate and, in that sense, to be able to support people wherever they were on their own journey. So one of the barriers to people seeking a plant-based diet is feeling alone. They're not sure where to turn, the influence of family and friends, their culture, the way that we were brought up. And oftentimes when we look at changing something about ourselves, it reflects back on our, our belief system and our values. So I think, as you mentioned, not having to be perfect is really important and to accept people where they're at, to welcome them into our community and support them along that journey and recognizing that it's a continuum. We may have a goal, but we're taking tiny steps to get there. Excellent. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant term. It has absolutely worked because uh, we weren't always so compassionate in the animal rights world and looked at all or nothing thinking. And certainly with my background in health promotion, we know that meeting people where they are and sharing the journey with them is really what's going to create long-time changes. Uh, Vegans remove all animal products from their diet. Does that mean that a vegan diet is significantly healthier than a vegetarian diet? Well, that's a bit of a difficult question. And certainly we have to look at, again, it's not all or nothing. It's the types of choices that each individual make. So for myself, when I first was looking at a vegan diet, um, I was looking at pop and chips. I was 16 years old, and pop and chips are, for the most part, vegan. So we can certainly have unhealthy vegans and unhealthy vegetarians and unhealthy meat eaters as well. So we need to look at creating that idea of who can help us on that journey. So looking to professionals, talking with a dietitian, going to your medical staff as well, and recognizing that it's the choices that each of us individually make that really is going to make the big difference. So one diet is not, in my opinion, is not necessarily going to make the difference. It's what we put on our plate each day. Uh, Seniors require less calories but more vitamins and minerals. Does this pose any particular challenge with adopting this lifestyle? Yes, absolutely. There are certainly challenges, and we want to make certain about variety, moderation, and balance. Following Canada's food guide will allow us to choose more vegetables and fruit in the aspect of getting our minerals and nutrients, macronutrients and micronutrients that we all need no matter what our age is. But certainly when we are over 50 years of age, we have to look at our B12, our osteoporosis as well, looking at vitamin D, essential fatty acids, potassium, and replacing those animal proteins with plant-based proteins 
that are going to include grains and nuts and seeds. So absolutely, no matter where we are in our journey, we always need to be certain that we are getting the nutrient value that we need from our choices, and it can be more challenging as we age as well. But it doesn't mean that we can't do it. It just means that we have to look at having that balance, variety, and moderation in the choices of our foods. You mentioned Canada's food guide. It's not the same guide that (laughs) my last memory of it in grade school was. Right. Yes, absolutely. Food sciences is constantly evolving and changing. As we learn more, we know more, and therefore we can do better. And you've probably heard that there's a new food guide coming up for 2018 as well. So in that aspect, we're looking more forward to seeing if Health Canada is incorporating more plant-based nutrient foods within Canada's food guide, which I'm sure they will be looking at offering us as Canadians. This is the time of your life, presented by the Seniors Association, Kingston Region. What are some of the immediate benefits people notice and tell you about when they remove animal products from their diets? I think the number one thing that people always are so surprised about is the amount of energy that they have. So I think in the past, it has been reflected back that vegans tend to be more sickly or don't have the energy. And again, this is an old school of thought. And so when people practice having more fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and looking at the amount of macro and micronutrients they can get from their plant-based eating, they are astonished by how much energy they have. They can run with their dog. They can play with their kids. They feel like they're getting better quality of sleep, not necessarily quantity of sleep, but the quality of sleep has improved. And they also feel that they are making a difference in the world. So they're respecting their body And they're also more aware of the foods that are going into their body. So they tend to look at whole health changes, increasing their exercise, being more aware of the conversations they're having with their partners and their friends and their family. So again, we go back to the vegan aspect of improving our whole lifestyle, not just what we eat. And I think that's the real benefit that people notice. Okay, good. Uh, Pardon the pun. Do you recommend going cold turkey or adopting a more meatless Monday approach? Well, we may say cold tofurkey, (laughs) but absolutely, again, it's such an individual approach. So myself, I felt initially that I went cold turkey because when I decided to be vegan, it was in that moment. But reflecting back, I really think it took me about 16 years to really go through vegetarian, going back and forth, learning a little bit more. Of course, the foods now that are available are just wonderful compared to you know 25 years ago when I was on my journey of vegetarian and veganism. So I really think that, again, because we don't want people to feel that there's a certain way to do this, right or wrong, that taking their own baby steps, some people will jump right in. And they will just come to our Bevy's Invites, which we have every last Tuesday of the month at the Duke. And they will say, I am here. I decided yesterday to be vegan. What can I do? And other people will tell us about the journey that they've been on, that it's taken them a little bit of time, that they've always loved animals. They've been thinking about this for a very long time and that now it feels like the right choice for them. So I don't believe there's any right or wrong answer to that, but what we can do is really support the person wherever they're at. Wherever they're at. Okay. Uh, can you tell us a few common complaints or mistakes, stumbling blocks that people experience starting out? 
I think one of the most difficult aspects is what will my family think? What's going to happen for the holidays? What am I going to have instead of turkey at Thanksgiving? So some of those tend to be barriers. Again, the whole aspect is looking at planning, educating those people around you, keeping compassion in your heart for yourself and for your family or friends that can't quite understand the choices that you're making, and recognizing as well the impact on others and that one of the best things we can do so that we don't have those stumbling blocks is to seek support and help, whether that is in a professional manner with a dietitian or looking to your community just for other people that have been through this transition and can empathize with what you're going through. Okay. So um, it seems to be a more philosophical challenge than a physical changeover. Perhaps a combination of both. I think now with the internet, the internet can be a, a wonderful tool, but it can also give us a lot of negative connotations. So having that opportunity to meet with people and to be able to look at what some of the changes that can be supported can be very helpful. So what foods should I choose? What should go on my plate? What's the science behind those foods is certainly more of that physical element. But then what brought me here, and especially if you're looking at animal rights, why didn't I do it sooner? So sometimes there's a a piece of that guilt involved. Um, Certainly for those folks that come maybe from looking at how I can use my body as a temple and recognizing that maybe I should have made this this choice a little bit earlier can bring with it some challenges as well. Okay. Uh, There seems to be a ground-swelling movement in the vegan lifestyle. Five years ago, I didn't know anybody who was vegan. Now I feel like... Every restaurant should have a vegan option. If I'm hosting a dinner party, you know, I've got to have something for not just vegetarians, but vegans as well. Um, Do you agree that there is this groundswell? Absolutely. This is the empowering aspect of joining veganism. And it's really something that has been empowering the the community, certainly just in numbers alone, but also just in awareness and education and acceptance. And it certainly is a movement. We can see the movement, again, no matter why people are choosing to be more involved as vegetarian or vegan, plant-based, again, maybe leaving those labels aside and just looking at how we can be more compassionate towards ourselves and towards others, towards our world and towards our animals. And I think that is what's really creating that change. Also, not feeling alone. I think a lot of people in the past were isolated in their choices, which made it more challenging. Now, as you mentioned, you can walk down the street, see a vegan sign, vegans welcome. It's amazing. Our market, our Sunday market has Eat Lovers, which is all vegan as well. You can order food from vegans in the community, Black Cat Bakery. You can get vegan cupcakes, vegan cakes, and my favorite, looking at vegan butter tarts. So all these different elements are making us feel as though we're not losing out on anything. We're actually gaining. Great. Sharon, if a senior wanted to try to adopt a vegan lifestyle tomorrow, what are the first few steps that would put them on the path to success? I would invite anyone that's interested to come join the Kingston Veg Network. So we can be found at www.kingstonveg.ca. That's our website, which will get you in touch with us in order to find out all the variety of different events 
and the fun elements of joining our community, again, wherever you are on that stage of change to becoming more plant-based. We have movies, we have work days, we have trips that we plan, and a variety of different things. So not feeling alone and having somewhere to turn would be the number one thing. Another thing is just to slowly make some changes. What is one thing that you can change? Perhaps that you would choose to look at swapping out a milk beverage for a milk alternative beverage or replacing your eggs with flax eggs, having meatless Mondays, looking at a variety of different ways that we can start to just diminish and make some food changes, and also just being more aware of how you can be in community while you're making the changes. Thank you. Okay, so all these health benefits, benefits for animals and the environment, sounds like we should all get veg curious. If you're interested in getting more information on this topic, contact the Kingston Veg Network at www.kingstonveg.ca. Sharon Ash, thank you very much for being with us today and the valuable and enlightening information that you have provided. You've been listening to The Time of Your Life, brought to you by the Kingston Seniors Association.